Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Anisha Ramakrishna from Bravo's Family Karma. Family Karma follows a group of Indian American families in and around Miami. And when this show first premiered, I was so excited about it, along with a lot of other Bravo fans, because although Bravo premieres a lot of different shows, you know, every year, every season, there are very few that feel like they have the staying power of a Real Housewives, of a Vanderpump Rules, of a Summer House. And this was one of those rare shows where the people on the show have pre-existing relationships, they have decades of history, they have a lot of drama, they have, you know, intermingling relationships, and what, what makes Family Karma even more, you know, amazing is that it has intergenerational stuff. So we're following people in their 20s, and their 30s, in their 40s, 50s, even into, like, grandparent age. And... You know, with that just comes so much rich history and so many different things to unpack. And the first season wasn't necessarily like explosive every episode, but it was so promising and sort of like the potential that this show could bring, you know, in season two and season three and a potential season four. And, you know, so when it, when it got renewed for a second season, I was so happy because it proved to me that Bravo saw that potential in this cast. And I think the cast knows that they have potential and they know they have to bring it. So the first couple episodes of the season have been wild. There was an extremely explosive birthday party. You know, we're getting drama with the moms. So it gives us some of that, that Real Housewives vibes. But then it also has a lot of, you know, it really does focus on the 20-somethings and 30-somethings. So it, it kind of feeds that Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, Southern Charm desire in, in in the viewer so there's a lot going on and talking to anisha who was kind of like the voice of the people narrator type in the show was great because she has the best perspective on it you know she she understands the assignment as as the kids are saying online these days and she just ha- she has had such so, such amazing things to say about the show about what they're doing about sort of the cast kind of being all in it together in terms of what they want to bring up and we talked about that we talked about all the stuff different stuff on the show but we also talked about sort of the reaction of the rest of the indian american community in and around Miami, and now that pe- now there's sort of like a long line of people that want to be on the show, of course, because the show is a hit. You know, we also talked about bringing Indian American heritage and customs and and culture to Bravo, a place that maybe not every viewer has been exposed to, to these different sorts of things. And you know, what's really I think is really amazing about the show, which I already mentioned, which is like it's it's intergenerational and it's also intersectional. So we we get what the parents want out of their kids, but then what we what we get is also the kids pushing back on that. And then what we also get is we have we have two full-time gay cast members on the show who also are Indian American. And so the intersectionality of that, of like Indian American culture, the generational differences, and what their sexuality complicates all of that, like it is really a great thing that, that Bravo is putting out there. And there's a lot to learn. And so I, I just love Family Karma. And if you're listening to this and you're a big Real Housewives fan or you love Vanderbump Rules or Summer House, give Family Karma a shot because... It has some staying power and it has a lot of potential. You know, I think I think you'll love this show and it's it's really a joy and it's also really funny to you know to to say the least. So, anyway, keep listening for my interview with Anisha Ramakrishna and tune into Family Karma Wednesdays at nine after the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're here with Anisha Ramakrishna from Family Karma on Bravo. Anisha, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk. I'm so excited to talk to you. I told you just before we started that I've I watched Family Karma. I think when it premiered the first season, so I've and so I've been on board since the beginning. I know you're only on, in the second season, but it's exciting when a new Bravo show comes around that 
feels like it can be here for a long time. You know, it, yes. it, it really has, it has so, you guys have so much going on, so much going for you. Um, and, and the, the chemistry between you guys is so, is so palpable and fun. First of all, I want to hear from you. How, how did you find out that you guys were, were getting a second season of the show? Well, we got a call from Bravo and, you know, they congratulated us and they told us, you know, I guess during the pandemic, a lot of people watched Family Karma. So Good. we're very happy and believe it or not, you know, being Indian, we thought maybe, you know, would we relate to non-Indians, but the amount of non-Indians who watch Family Karma, I mean, that's what's incredible. It kind of brings everyone together. So that was a worry for you guys that like, maybe like our stories weren't going to be me. related for you. Okay. And, and I'm so glad that that was dispelled pretty quickly for you because I mean, yes. yeah, I think there are so many things about the show that are, you know, distinct to the Indian American community, but like, there's so much of it that it is just regular family inter interpersonal drama. And I think that's, that's, that's what Bravo fans love, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, growing up being the only Indian in my school and in, you know, my town, Miami, you know, I grew up in a very Latino mm -hmm. neighborhood. And so, you know, I always felt like maybe people couldn't relate to me. And so totally. now to see all of this feedback, like, I think that's the best part about everything. I'm curious for you. I mean, like, cause I, it would seem as though a show like this would be really new for the community that you're a part of and, and sort of the enclave of, of the Miami area that you're a part of, like they aren't used to having reality TV cameras going around all the, everywhere. And I don't know if like before the show or after the first season, was there any sort of like judgment from within in the Indian American enclave that you're a part of, like people who don't want to be associated with the show or people that maybe were judging you guys for doing it? Absolutely. We're a very closed culture. You don't see right. a lot of Indians opening up about their personal life. You see a lot of Indians. There's like a billion of us, right? <laughs> but you see us as doctors or, you know, as engineers or at a call totally. center or, you know, you're that's the stereotype, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. But to see us actually living, drinking, freezing our eggs, kissing, dating, fighting with our in-laws. I mean, that's a whole new world that we're opening up to the viewer and America. And mm -hmm. so in the beginning, I think people were hesitant, but, you know, we're a community driven culture. So at the end, everyone supported us, but there were a Good. lot of you know, raised eyebrows. Totally. And, and I feel like a lot of those kind of differences are, are like kind of like the stereotype versus like what you guys are showing. A lot of that I think speaks to sort of like the generational differences that, that I, at least that I observe on the show. And like, that's a huge, obviously part of family karma is the differences between your parents and, and the younger set. Do you find that you guys are sort of having a, a positive impact on your parents' generation in terms of, you know, bringing more openness to, to your community? Yes, uh, because in the process, they've become more open. Yeah. And so they've kind of become trailblazers in their, you know, age group boomers. Okay, boomer. <laughs> the, boomers the boomers on our show are thriving and living their they best sure life. Are. They have a wealth of knowledge and experience. And so if you notice on the show, at the end of the day, we may say whatever we want, but we go to them for advice. Yeah, for and sure. at the end of the day, we want you know, to know their point of view. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I love those moments. What for you personally, did you learn either just from the experience of, of shooting season one and being on a reality show for the first time or watching it back that you brought with you into this second season? Oddly enough, I think you can get that feeling from our show. We don't put up a front 
for the cameras. The aunties mm -hmm. definitely do not, neither do the grandparents. <laughs> but I will say, I guess, realizing the importance of the platform that we have. So mm -hmm. when people ask me, what made you decide to freeze your eggs on TV? Well, I was going to do it anyway, but knowing that it would help a lot of people out there who are minorities and come from these cultures that don't talk about it at all. Like yeah. maybe be more mindful and sensitive of those subjects and putting it out there versus in my actual life, maybe I wouldn't really, I just, you know, glaze over it, mm -hmm. but actually diving deep and talking about those topics or how many people can relate to having in-law drama, everyone, right? Literally and everyone. to put yeah. that out there, you know, yeah. to put that out there on a show, that's, that's deep. So I mm -hmm. think what we've decided as a friend group, because I know people say cast, but we're oh, you are, also you're, friends. You're truly a friend group, yeah. And what, with our friend group is we have made the decision to kind of give you everything. Yeah. We don't really show that side of ourselves when we're hanging out within the community. You know, you don't see people crying and all that stuff, but totally. we're giving you everything. So I think the decision was made to go big or go bigger. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And, and I, I, it does feel that as though everyone is in it and everyone has committed to that kind of mentality. And, um, and I think you're right. It's like, I mean, you are right. Cause it's like, you are guys, you guys have grown up together and it's like, I, we see every episode, like these old photos of you guys flash on the screen. And it's like, right. it's not just one photo. It's not just like, Oh, like here's the one photo you were randomly in five years ago. Like, no, like you guys clearly have been around each other for years and years and years. And I think that just brings more authentic authenticity to, to, to what you guys bring to the show. Absolutely. And, you know, people always talk about, you know, oh, Anish, like your one-liners. I'm like, they're not one-liners. That's how I talk. That's how you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. To me though, Anisha, that means that you're like honestly made for this platform because like you do have these confessional moments. You know, they remind me of the people who have been on like Pump Rules or, or Real Housewives that like, they, these one-liners do stick with and like maybe that is how you talk but like I think that that shows that you one are great for this platform and two like you are you're connecting with people who are watching this because they like the humor that you bring I think yeah I mean have you met my mother and my grandfather like look at my genetic it, it was passed down it, it sure this was is how we talk <laughs> I, I have to say like the the moment with you with with your you go to visit your grandparents your grandfather opens the door he's like are the cameras here like, and then it's like, we have a conversation between him and the producer, like one, the fourth wall breaking is, is happening on all it. the shows. So, so we love it. And, but I think like him just like totally genuinely, like just, you know, like asking about the producers and, and then the cameras, like, I, I loved that. I think that was such a, I don't know, a, a great little moment for the yeah. show. I love it because uh, talking to a lot of people, they start calling you characters. Like, oh, I yeah. love your character. And I'm like, I think breaking the four, fourth wall, you realize, this isn't a sitcom. Mm -hmm. This is real. And we're, yeah. we're not characters. This is exactly what my grandfather would do. You know, you can't, they, I love that they leave it in there. They don't totally. cut those parts out. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And also it, it, it does feel like, I, mean, I think we got some of those moments last, last year and yeah. it, it feels like you guys have like a pretty great bond with the behind the scenes people anyway, like the people or the people that follow you guys around because it feels like they are very attuned to what you guys are, are, are up to and your, and your culture and things like that. And I feel like that, again, must create this really great, just, you know, sense of, of belonging with everyone who's, who's working with you. It definitely speaks to the Indian culture as well, because, you know, when you're 
brown, you're going to have everyone over, you're going to feed them. So we eat with them, you know, I we love it. Do everything with them. Like when they're at our home or they're on a lunch break, like they don't go somewhere else. Like we just keep, they pull up to the counter. <laughs> yeah. And That's we so also want to work together. You know, I love the way Bravo has told the story. Yeah. You know, they've been very mindful without like, I've noticed like, you know, to be honest, being Indian, like a lot of the time you've heard this as well. When you talk about minorities, you see a caricature of the For minority sure. and we're just being people like we're not making fun of our culture or doing something just for TV. What you're seeing is what Indians do. Yeah. And I think that, and I think that the way that you guys approach it is like Bravo's audience isn't entirely Indian American. So there's a lot of sure. people of different races watching the, and different cultures watching these shows. And for them, to one, get a better understanding of what your of what Indian culture is like, because I think like, again, like we see the, you know, the, the top, the top of the line, like stereotype, like character, character that you're just mentioning, but like, again, you guys are showing the full human experience. And I think that as that relates to culture, and I think that's, I'm learning a lot. I think I'm sure a lot of other people are learning a lot. So that's, that's probably the first thing you can ask for. So I I think it's great. And were you going back to your grandma for a second? Were you because he was a breakout star last season? If I'm being honest, like I remember some meals you guys had together. Were I'm, I'm assuming you weren't surprised that he that that he like had a breakout moment on on screen. I wasn't surprised because he's a breakout star in our lives. Everyone right. is obsessed with him in our life every day, day to day, mm-hmm. and so we just wanted the world or America to see that because mm-hmm. he's zero Fs. <laughs> like he's telling me I'm dried up at dinner you know and he loves me so much so it's it's the best way to be I can only laugh you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do you I'm I'm curious for you because again like this show is showing so many different ages we have people in their 20s you're in your 30s Bali's in her 40s we have your parents who are probably in their 50s and 60s we have grandparents I'm curious for you like what do you think what what version of you would we have seen if this show was following you around like 10 years ago? Were you in New York at that point? Like what, what would that have looked like? I was in the city. I I would have had I would have had a very boring season. I had the cookie cutter life. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, a cushy job. I was in a long-term relationship. I had a beautiful mm-hmm. apartment and I was traveling the world. You know, I was living that fake Instagram life. It totally. would have been very boring, I think, you mm-hmm. know, and that was my life. You know, like it was kind of perfect, but you know, perfect isn't always what it seems. Yeah, for sure. And for you, like, when was that? Was there a moment for you when, when that, when that was it? Like, was it when your relationship ended, or was it when you moved back home? Like, what was the moment for you where you sort of like addressed that in your own life? Yeah, I realized, you know, I don't want to live a life of checking boxes, which mm-hmm. I've made very clear, and maybe just instead of following tradition and doing what your family wants you to do or what society thinks you should do really take a look at what do you want for yourself and at the time I realized I'm not ready to get married I don't want to you know be at a job till the end of my days and maybe right. if I'm going to try to do something different now's my chance at 33 mm. you know mm-hmm. and I've kind of done everything like check the boxes wise maybe go out and try to start a business and do something different and it kind of all came together and you see that in season one it it all just happened all at once for sure and you see the spiraling too Mm -hmm. yeah I mean but again you 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 show the the up and the down but at the end of the day I think you embracing that 
mentality there, that lifestyle change, like it also brought you sort of to this show, you know? And I think that's, that's, that's a huge positive and a huge change in your life. And I want to also speak to everyone out there, even now it's still, I still feel some days like, oh my God, did I make the right decision? And I still feel the need to check boxes. I still feel the need. Right. I should get married and that doesn't go away. But, but yeah, it's, but it's, but honestly, just acknowledging that is, 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 yeah. is what, what you have to do. I would love to talk about the addition of Dylan Patel. So, so, yeah. so we had Sean in the first season and he was around, but Dylan is making an impact in his first episode. That is just like, I mean, he's the center of the drama already. I mean, the, the premiere was amazing television, first of all, but I said, yeah. and I think that he's also kind of similar to you. Like you, you both kind of pop probably in, in your everyday lives too, but on, you're great on camera. And, you know, he obviously has this drama with Vishal where he sort of looked the younger brother to a lot of you guys, but he, I guess what he said were jokes about like, you know, talking about Vishal. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and like, like, whichever it is, we can Google it after. He characterizes the jokes. And first of all, I'm curious, because you do know Dylan. Do you think they were jokes or do you think that was sort of his way of getting Vishal off his, off his back a little bit? We all joke like that. It was definitely okay. a joke. And, you know, you're going to watch it all unfold for Vishal. But I will say the MVP, my MVP of Family Karma is Vishal because he has a lot going on all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just another addition to all the burdens he carries. And it's just a lot sometimes. And yeah, I guess one joke was too many. And unfortunately, Dylan got the brunt of it. And Dylan's like a cute little guy and he's super smart and funny and you know I want to carry Dylan around in my pocket every day but this time it didn't work it right. wasn't cute and funny for Vishal I mm-hmm. I knew it was a joke but you know the joke wasn't about me totally but I do think that like you know him bringing up violence was probably I think that the the reaction of the rest of the group to that comment that he made was the correct response I think that like you know you you, and I feel like what's great, again, what's great about you is that you don't let, you don't kind of mince words. You let Vishal ha- hear it and have it, but then you also yeah. go to support Dylan. So I think that you kind of straddle that line pretty well. Yeah, it's tough because they're both like family. They're both of my course. brother. Dylan's my younger brother. But in this case, you know, I always say, you got to pick a side. I never play the fence. And, you know, I, I aligned with Dylan in this case because yeah. I didn't understand. I'd also never heard Vishal say anything like that. So I knew something's not right it was out of character right so is, is, is that going to be a conflict we're going to see going forward between them I think you're going to see it unfold mm-hmm. and maybe see the deeper issues the root Got of it, it all right okay. we like to like why that's so random why did that happen I think the addition of Dylan he, he's not the first gay gay character on the show but I think that like again I, I keep on praising your show and I'm not just saying because I do say this like everyone who who listens like to watch your show but I think that Having two gay characters on a reality show like this, you know, not all Bravo shows have that. And I think that it's it's yeah. it's really cool, like in and of itself to have two gay cast members and, and to highlight that experience. Yeah. But then we're also getting the intertectionality of it with the Indian American experience. And that to me is like really groundbreaking because that, right. that's that's nowhere on TV, right? And so- I actually, yeah, I actually said that same exact thing on IG a couple of weeks ago. I said, how lucky am I that I get to be on a show with two people who are part of the LGBTQIA community. And not only are they, you know, men, but they're Indian, mm-hmm. they're South Asian. It's, it's crazy to me. I'm like, how lucky are we? Are we and one's, you know, in a relationship, in an interracial relationship and one is single and mingling. And it's, 
it's iconic. It, it's, it's, it's iconic and it's, it's, it's really unheard of on TV. And, and I'm, you know, have you, have you guys either you or them or the whole cast, have you guys felt that that reaction from various communities, like just that, that people do appreciate that the importance of what you guys are showing? Absolutely. Because it's, I don't know how many South Asians are out there living openly to be For honest. Sure. And so this actually helps a lot of people. So many people have messaged Amrith and Dylan that I know of that have just said, wow, you're helping me. Again, that, that's just like, that's real. You know, that's, that's actually real impact. And that's, again, I think that one of the first things you said before we started recording was that representation matters. And I think, you know, on a broad level, the show is about the Indian American yeah. experience, but when you get even more granular with it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really special. Um, and I think, Absolutely. I'm glad that you guys also appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I also love your relationship with Bali. And I think that she is yes. like such a, an, another like just fresh, great presence. And she, yeah. she's also a great star on a, on a show. And yeah. I think what's so fun about her is that she really does genuinely straddle the kind of line between the parents and the, and, and the aunties yeah. and, and the cousins and the kids. And then she kind of, she fits right into both of them very well. And we see that literally yeah. in the first two episodes play out right back to back. It's a um, tough place to be. Is that how she is? And is that how it really is for her? And, and it, it, does she straddle those worlds as well as yeah. it looks? She'll yeah. like hang out with us. And then she's like, I'm going to go meet your moms. And Do we're like, don't, worry... don't, don't tell my mom what I just said. I was about to ask that. Do you ever worry that she's going to like kind of send information back and forth? Initially, initially I was. Now I'm like, she knows, she knows. And I know, you know, <laughs> we have, she has a separate relationship from us and she totally. has a separate relationship with the aunties. Yeah. And they're not, they're not talking about us. Okay, okay, but Nisha, in episode two, they were talking about. No, no, no. Drama. I mean, they're not talking about like the those things, you know. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Got like it. we're talking about hot girl summer and things like that, right? <laughs> They've got bigger fish to fry. Totally. <laughs> so I want I want to hear more about the the parents and and how they. How it's, I mean, what one, what it's like sort of filming with them and having them to, like be totally part of this experience with, with you guys. Like, you know, again, that's not something that everyone gets, which is like you go on a reality show and then like your parents are there kind of talking things through you or with, with you or the your grandparents are there or in Bali's case, your daughter's there. Talk to me about just what it's like to have, it's just so intermingled and so it, the world's it's, really, it's, really- it's the reality. Like, yeah, it's the reality. That's how it is. Like we've said, like when we go to a party, everyone's there uh -huh. and everyone, you know, goes off into their little corners. But at some point, everyone's mingling. You know, I'll talk to all the aunties. I'll step aside. I'll talk to, you know, my friend group. You say hi to their elders. I mean, that's exactly how it is. It's like coordinated chaos. <laughs> And did, do you guys know that, like, did you guys already know that they, that they had their own respective drama? Like that, that, that kind of is no, just like I, yours? I, I know they do, but I was pleased to watch because for totally. me, I was watching all those parts as a viewer because mm -hmm. we don't know what happened. I don't know what right. happened. You, you don't go to the hour. auntie drink nights. Exactly. Yeah. So I loved, loved episode two. I loved it because I was watching like all of you. Do you think that the drama between Vishal and Risha's parent moms specifically, I'm, I'm just curious, it, it, that feels like a genuinely deep divide and it, it, it feels like it's, they just don't like each other, you know, as people. And, and that's obviously a hard place for their kids to be in, 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 in a relationship, or I guess right now they're not in a relationship on the show. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm curious, like, again, as your thought, you're as sort of like an essentially a family member of both families, like, what are your thoughts watching that? Because it must be hard to watch that. And because it, it does affect the, the bottom line relationship. I think it's hard to watch because I love them both equally and they're yeah. such a thing like human beings. And so are their families. And so are both, you know, Auntie Lopa and Auntie Reshma. Yeah. They're both power queens, you know? And so when I watch, I think, like I said in the last episode, I really just want you guys to work out. Yeah. Like get through this, just get through it somehow. I don't know. But personally for me, and I've said this before, it's a deal breaker because family is very important to me. And I think that's why they still haven't married. Yeah. And I, and I, I would agree with that. And I think that like, I mean, their relationship is interesting, I think to watch, because I think that like, it's not just, to me, like, at least just as a viewer, it doesn't seem like it's just the parents as the issue, I think. And, and we heard about that in the second episode a little bit. You know, what can you tease for me in terms of like what we can expect from from their relationship? And like, because I think right now it's like, will they, won't they get back together? Um, what can you kind of tell me about that? I think in season one, you see a lot of Vishal and Richa. And yeah. how that's unfolding. I think in season two, you're going to see a lot of Vishal, Richa, and their parents. Okay. Together. And things are being talked about. Okay, interesting. So they're, they're really addressing the elephant in the room this time. Right. And not I just think ignoring each viewer, other. The viewer wants to see that. And I want to see that. Yeah, no, it's, it's not fun when you avoid the topic. Like we want to see, we want to either talk it through or talk it to a point where it's, you're not going to get through it. You know, I yeah. think that at the end of it, that's the healthy way to go about it. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the great way about the great thing about this show. You can't brush it under the rug. And I think, you know, I don't know about you, but are you, are you a real housewives fan? Do you I watch Housewives? So, yes. I mean, but the, the, the auntie, I mean, as, as, as hard as it is for you to watch, it still gives me a little bit of that same, yes. it's, it get that, the same Housewives drama. It's that female centric, you know, female centric issues. And mm -hmm. they're all in that age bracket as well. And everyone's involved. The group. Everyone's involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So another, another relationship, love triangle, love square is, is Brian and the Monica's. Who do you think, who do you, which Monica do you think is Brian's soulmate? I'm going to ask you that. I don't know who Brian's soulmate is, but I know her name's Monica. <laughs> he likes a lot of Monica's. And what a lot of people don't know is the two on the show aren't the only ones that have been named Monica. So okay. I'll leave it at that. He has a thing so, for Monica's. Okay. So Brian's type is just Monica. Anybody Monica. named Monica. Okay. Absolutely. But so do you, so you don't think, but you don't think that maybe... I don't know. But, uh, I have I, to it, watch like you. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know what they did, right? So like, I'm watching that relationship. Yeah. The same way you are. Uh huh. You know, you're 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 playing it coy, and I like it. I think you're. No, because like in those like parts where like they're with their family and the coconut, like I yeah. don't know. It, I, I, let me ask you this: in season, in this, in this second season, while you were filming, did, were your thoughts different about it? Like, did you, did you think that you know? he like that he had a better dynamic with one or the other oh I think he was you know really into uh Monica do the, Dr. Monica because yes. it's like new and fresh for sure and maybe now that you know Monica Waswani is with Rishi I can't picture her with someone else mm -hmm. you know because she's yeah for really sure so I think I I like seeing Dr. Monica and Brian okay 
I love it. I, I think they're, they're really cute together. And, and, and especially at the, like the end of his birthday party, like she's holding the cake and it, they're it was, hot. yeah, they're a hot couple. They're I mean, <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, I'm curious for you just like generally with, with this whole experience, I mean, being on Bravo, especially, I mean, reality TV in general, but Bravo, especially, you know, the fan community, the, the blog, the blog community, the podcast community all around it is very supportive intense that we dissect everything and it's that's just it, that it comes to the territory of, of being on a show like this and I think one it's it's like I've seen family karma discussed in a lot of these different places which is great because it means that you're kind of being accepted into this into this framework and into this world but also there's another side to that which is like you know sometimes it's not fun to be dissected or sometimes it's not fun yeah. to get some of that you know unsolicited feedback how are you dealing with that whole aspect of of being on a reality show and and how do you sort of stay or try to stay sort of like head on your shoulders i think you've seen the moms and the aunties right like we have a very strong foundation yeah and i think you know for me what matters is what my friends on the show my castmates think about me and my family mm -hmm. so if there's a blog or there's an article and it might not be in you know, the best light, I'm not worried because it's not in that circle. And that's kind right. of how I decided to go on in this, you know, platform. I've just decided if it's not, you know, someone from the show or my family, then Maybe I'm not going totally to worry about it. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, that you could have a thick skin said not everyone can say that, I think. And so that's. Well, we're brown. I mean, our aunties trolled us throughout <laughs> our life. <laughs> you're, you're 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 prepared for this moment <laughs> yeah yeah um and if, and if you're thinking about sort of like I mean I want the show to go on for a long time and if, you, if you're thinking to sort of like you know a potential third season fourth season one I'm curious like we talked at the beginning about how some people didn't accept the show at first and they sort of judged the show but I kind of I'm willing to bet that there are probably some people that want to get on the show now. You know, like they, they saw they saw. Yeah, they saw how the first season went. When you're the, the pioneer, you're the guinea pigs, right? Like no one wants to be on board. And then when they see, you know, the accounts and, you know, the love and all the good things, you know, people, of course, that's that's what happens. So is there a line of people that you that you could think of that probably would you know, probably, probably. Yeah. I think there's already like so much. Oh, I know. I, I know. There's I mean, like I'm a not... thousand people on this show. It's hard to keep track of everyone. It's like there's it's four different generations of people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, but I, I just knew I kind of just figured that there was probably so many people that wanted yeah. to join. But I, but I, I think that you guys, I think the cast is great right now. And I think that, you know, there's there's such a it's such an interesting, complicated dynamic. And I think it's so great what you guys are, are putting out there. So but before we end, what, what can you sort of tease for the rest of the season for us? I mean, we talked about specific things, but what about for you? I think you're going to see a lot of uh, dynamics and friendships that you didn't know were there. Okay. Like Amazing. different people in the group hang out with each other and that maybe didn't come across on season one and uh -huh. you'll see it in season two. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Nisha, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Where, can, where can people follow you or listen to you outside out, outside of this interview? If you can spell my name, honey, it's um, <laughs> at Anish Ramakrishna on Instagram. That's where I'm more most active. And on Bravo well, on Wednesdays. Yeah, at obviously, 9 Family Karma, get into yeah. it. I'm already thank into you. it, so uh, join us. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Anisha. It was great to meet you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you so much for listening. 
For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.